Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Between the Lions. We've missed you for the last couple of weeks. This, of course, is an oral history of the ongoing mission by the musical collective known as My Soul Among the Lions to put all 150 psalms from the Bible to music. Today, we're finally getting to it. One of My Soul Among Lions' big hits, a chart topper, if, if ever there was one. A song that helped define the project, a song that certainly gave me a lot of confidence that the project was on good feet and headed in the right direction. Me, by the way, Nathan Alberson, your humble and obedient host, lyricist, contributor, creative director of Warhorn Media. We've got Pastor Phil of Moyer hey. of, of My Soul Among Lions, one of the main guys. How you doing, Phil? Doing great. And of course, Pastor Jacob Menzel, CEO, Warhorn Media, lyricist, wrote some of your favorite My Soul Among Lions songs. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this episode. This is one of my favorite personal I don't. I'm, I don't know whether we're allowed to have favorites, but I think it, it's, it's hard to talk about this without. I think it's hard to not have favorites. It's hard to yeah. not have favorites. Psalm they're two. They're all favorites. They're, guys. Yeah, they're all my children are the best. <laughs> Some of them are brats. <laughs> no, none of our children are brats. My soul among lions, wise. But this one, this one is one of my favorites. My uh, Psalm two. So let's talk about this. This one is connected to the genesis of my soul among lions, right? Yeah, in a lot of different ways, it's inter- integrally connected to the genesis of My Soul Among Lions. We started working on these this set of 10 psalms with a whole wide range of people. Psalm 2 was one of my first collaborations, if not my first collaboration with Jody, right. which we've teamed up and collaborated on a lot of these yeah. psalms together. Right. And I remember clearly how nervous Jody was about this when we got started. Mm-hmm. It seemed to him and to a lot of us to be a very edgy take on Psalm 2. So he came to me with a melody, some lyrics. He asked me to help him finish out the lyrics, which we did. We worked it out together. We finished the song. But the real question, the real drama of the song was just how upbeat, confident, and happy it sounded. Mm -hmm. When people think of Psalm 2, we were very concerned that people were going to want a very like intense, driving Jesus is going to judge, like screaming, Jesus is going to judge you kind of. Well, can we talk for a second in case, song, in case yeah. our, some of our listeners aren't familiar? What, what, is, the, what is Psalm 2 and, and, and why would people expect that? Well, that's, that's because that's what the Psalm says. <laughs> Jesus is going to judge you. It's why do the nations rage? The king of heaven laughs. He holds them in derision. He will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, For as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. The Lord said to me, You're my son today. I begot, I'll make the nations your heritage. You'll break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. And what we wanted, we had been thinking a lot about folk music in general mm-hmm. and about bluegrass and about how much of really great sort of old school folk Appalachian music, bluegrass, deals with themes of judgment and death. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, a, almost a, a cheerful sounding sort of way that doesn't undermine the gravity of right. the judgment, but actually intensifies it because it's a sort of confident, jo- optimism, joyful, optimistic mm-hmm. approach to this sort of thing. Right. And so we were concerned that some people would feel like it was glib, and that some people would feel like it was even more intense for having this sort of strong, confident, joyful, optimistic tone to it. So to us, it felt like a real risk. And Jody was sending it to various people and getting feedback. And a lot of people really didn't like it. 
and really wanted us to do something very, very different that that felt more heavy handed. But we were convinced that it would actually be stronger if it didn't feel heavy handed, but felt like it had something of a light touch to it. So I don't know if I can really encapsulate the drama that we felt about (laughs) that sort of thing, but you have to remember that all this was fresh and new. Not everybody loves and accepts it, but it was all fresh and new and risky. And there are other versions out there that, you know, are driving and have to have more of that heavy hand approach. And we ended up, because of that, Jody ended up writing which another we'll version, more which we'll about talk about more in a couple episode, weeks, that yeah. does take that, those like a safety net, like a, mm-hmm. in case this flops or fails, we've got this other version that takes more of a heavy hand to it. But, right, right, right. But yeah, so there's the sort of the context of the writing of the, the song itself. And then as we're working on this project- Well, can I, before you get away from what you were just talking about, I just want to say, I always knew it would work. Good job, Nathan. Why, why didn't people like this song? I, I, it's okay. If somebody didn't get it, that's fine. But I, well, I got you know it. what? It's it's like a lot of things. Nathan's right, and the world is wrong. Yes, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Well, honestly, I think there's a certain kind of insecure person who interprets security and confidence as being glib and trite and mm-hmm. lacking gravity. But right. that's because they're projecting their own insecurities insecurities onto you. And so what they want is the thing that sounds like they're going to actually smash the, but it's just kind of shoring up for insecurities and weaknesses. I I think I don't want to overlook another element is I think people rejected the lyrics Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, it talks about dash them into pieces and then pound them into dirt. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's not a very loving thing to do. (laughs) I don't want to sing that. Yeah. Some of that (laughs) discomfort may have just been ultimately discomfort with the psalm. I think that that's a broader yeah. concern that right. that is more broadly felt by anybody who comes to the song. But you know, that's where we wanted to pull people in with mm-hmm. a with a confident approach, like that didn't project any shame or insecurity about singing mm-hmm. this sort of thing. They didn't feel like it needed to shore itself up by adding five electric guitars, a driving drum beat, and make it sound like Radiohead, so that we can prove that we're really into this judgment thing right no this judgment thing is just the thing that it's we a thing that we accept take, and we're supposed to we're expected to take the light in as christians mm-hmm. and to rejoice in god's judgments and king jesus taking the throne and mm-hmm. and smashing the the heathen yeah <laughs> the, I, the rebel the rebel he, today's the chance mm-hmm. your chance to repent and judgment's coming and he is going to bring justice to the world and that's a beautiful and glorious thing and we're going to actually celebrate it and we're not going to bat an eye about it as we go into it. Well, I get maybe I'm just an iconoclast and I just like subversive things. I, in fact, I know that those things are true of myself. But to me this song had a heritage. This song sounds to me musically like a 60s protest song. And I don't know specifically what inspiration Jody was was drawing on, but musically it reminds me of things from like the Woodstock era. And I think that that's really clever mm. and really great because This is a protest song in a way. I mean, this is saying the status quo ain't going to last, kings, you know, (laughs) like times they're changing. The times they are changing. (laughs) And so you better get on board or you're going to sink like a stone. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like the Marine T-shirt that my mom had when my when my brother was on the Marines that said either get behind us or get in front of us. Um, (laughs) 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 um, But it it had that kind of a feel to it. And I again, I don't know exactly. I couldn't point to the song that has this same 
feeling to it. But there are these elaborate 1960s songs that, that tell these stories of, of protest and of civil unrest. And this song seems to be in that heritage. Mm. So it, to me, it just made perfect sense. I thought it was such a clever and perfect, not to, not to toot our own horn, but I mean, I didn't come up with it. So I can talk about how much I love it. I this just, is very much... A- a Jody creation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was a phenomenal, marvelous idea to write something that is is, is basically the, the protest of the man of God saying, God's going to cut you down. She, you know, let's, let's, well, let's... yeah. Johnny Cash does that really well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sooner or later, God's, God will cut you down. Yeah. Johnny Cash, especially in his last few albums before he died, really wrote some great judgment songs based from scripture the best johnny cash song of course is when the man comes around oh yeah i think that song mm-hmm. is so awesome agreed i think about that song a lot when working on my soul among alliance mm. stuff but yeah to me this song always felt like it was in that folk tradition so yeah so i suppose people maybe just heard this and they thought oh it sounds like happy folk a lot of different influences go into these things and there's a lot of different ways that you can react to them as a consumer but in the whole My Soul Among Lions canon, this it's not my favorite song, I wouldn't say, but just in terms of matching a feeling of music to lyrics, taking the idea from the psalm and finding a way to set it that really brings it to life, this might be some of the best work that we've done. Mm. So I love it to pieces, but I'm sorry, Jake, you were going to make another point about it. I don't know. We, we started collaborating on this project. We started talking about it in summer early fall of 2014 Mm -hmm. and came up with the plan for we're going to do the first 10 and we're going to kickstart this whole thing use kickstarter and have a collective but there's a lot of and we had this whole big team of people that started working on it over the winter january february Mm -hmm. started writing for it Um, but there were still a lot of questions if we were going to be able to pull this together until we started approaching the summer in the summer psalm series mm-hmm. that we had been planning to do. And then the Obergefell decision happened where the Supreme Court essentially legalized gay marriage. Right. It was a very landmark, watershed kind of moment in American politics and a, created something of a crisis in the American evangelical church. There are just a lot of people, you know, fretting and worried about the future of our country and protesting and People felt scared. It just People were felt scared. simply a little bit less safe to be a Christian. And and Doug Wilson called for, a, and some other people, organized some people to call for like a half-mast 4th of July, or I forget what mm. exactly it was, but, you know, on the 4th of July, we we're going to all fly, fly the f- flags at half-mast or mm-hmm. something like that. We had this version of Psalm 2 that had this confident protest song-y vibe mm-hmm. that just fit the moment, right? Actually... God's in his heaven, and he laughs at the nations raging against him and his law. They'd all better bow their knee and kiss the sun, or he's going to crush them to pieces one day, one way or another, somehow, some way. Right. And so we had this song, so we said, well, let's do this. Let's make a video. Let's record it. Let's put it out there. And this all happened, and Phil, you need, you're going to need to explain how quickly you pulled this together, because it's like you and Jody on a Tuesday in staff meeting, we all decide, let's do this. And like that day, mm-hmm. you're scrambling to put this song together, and then Nathan and I are scrambling to come up with concepts for video. Mm-hmm. And then we put that together in, I think, just a couple of days. Yeah, probably just two days. I mean, I think we, it was all put together within like two days. It. That's what I wanted to say, too. Yeah. And, and we put it out there, and then boom, project was launched people knew about it and people were taking this song and there's a great response to it yeah there was a really great response to it and that kind of put us on the map too just in terms just like hey 
not only can we do this, not only is it useful to us in our own church, which is a large part of our philosophy. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it won't catch on, but if it's good for our church, if that's good enough Mm -hmm. to start with, like that makes it worthwhile and maybe God will bless it and it will take off. But we put that out there, that took off and it was like, okay, not only can we do this, but we can do things that people really respond to. Right. Mm -hmm. Can be really helpful to a whole lot of people out there. And I don't know how many how many plays that that has on YouTube right now, but you know, lots of those early songs like that hit in the tens of thousands really quickly, which was a lot for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can tell a story about the creation. Oh, you talked about naming the band, which we had to do within that two day period. But the other thing was me and Jake on the non band side of things were scrambling to try and come up with a video. And we came up with one of our, (laughs) you want to talk about rejected (laughs) crap. It was amazing. (laughs) We came up with one of the dumbest abominations of a terrible music video that deserved to be pounded into dirt. And and so it was. It will never. See, it has never seen the light of day, and it never will. It was one of those times where you you work really hard on an idea that the conception is just off base. So no matter how good of a job, in fact, it's one of those. It's a, the idea is so essentially bad that the better job you do, the, the worse, worse it, it gets. The worse it gets. And the idea was to take you know because this song has like the '60s protest American kind of a feel to it. Let's take footage from. All of the nations that have raged against God and have crumbled because of it. Let's ramp that all up together and then let's cut it all together and let's have it lead up toward the Burgerfeld decision. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have this idea where it's like It sounds cool, right? <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's like, you know, we're gonna have Stalin and Hitler and Mao and stuff and the dude in the streets with the tank coming at him and all this sort of thing, and then, you know, the lighthouse with it lit up with rainbow flags and did I say lighthouse? The White House. The, the, the White House. <laughs> the, the problem was we also wanted to include things from American history. And so we ended up having like Nazis goose stepping. And then, and then we had like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but we had, you know, World War II footage of the soldiers drinking from their canteens. And it's all this stuff from the greatest generation. We didn't want to do something so subversive as to say that because we're Americans, we love America, you know, and, and and we're proud of the greatest generation. We weren't trying to create a music video that was equating all the greatest points from American 20th century history with Stalin and Hitler, but that somehow that's that's pretty much exactly what we did accidentally just by putting some of that footage together. We got this terrible video that seemed to be saying um in a much more subversive way than we meant to that the greatest generation was was all frauds and that God was going to bring it all tumbling down. Now, God will judge America, and he is, but that wasn't what we wanted to say. So instead, we bought some stock footage of an American flag, put some lyrics over it, and made a great little music video. Turned it into a lyric video with a really nice symbolic image fluttering behind it. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Got a great Chesterton quote, which helped drive it home. Don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but... My- country right or wrong it's like saying my mother drunk or sober yeah like that so you can watch that video go to youtube type in my soul among lions and you will never see this other terrible video that just i don't i don't know that i i I get the sense from jake's facial expressions that i've not successfully conveyed why this video didn't work (laughs) (laughs) it's hard it's hard to put into words yeah but boy (laughs) boy did it not work (laughs) it was bad well there's so much that's good about american history and so much that's bad and you try and put it all together and then you try and uh, cross cut that with images well and then with the song behind it like 
it like, was just like the message was got muddled like what are we trying to say was really who, who are the bad lost. guys here yeah who are the good guys and why it could have read like burn it all down i thought it even could have read like the opposite of that which is somebody could have read it as america they America's, will they will smash the, ones the bad guys smash the bad guy like this is a pro of bergefell piece like right. yay like it was just that muddled yeah it was just the, like you day. put all those images together over this particular song it could there's so many different ways you could interpret i still think there's probably the germ of an idea that could work there somehow but you'd have to be a lot more on top of it conceptually yeah But it's one of those fun things that people have never done this kind of creative work. What they don't realize is you can get really far on something like that, really deep into it, spend a lot of time before everybody just looks at each other and says, well, this was never going to work in a million years. (laughs) This was a bad idea. I hate those moments. Yeah, but but (laughs) I do too. But sometimes you have to put in a ton of work before you'd think it would be obvious. That, that, That simple, elegant, great lyric video with the flag would never have happened had we had not gone through that yeah right. yeah sometimes you just have to throw a lot away in order to mm-hmm. get the one good thing that's that's one, that's one of the if, if there's people out there that want to go into creative work i think that's one of the principles you have to be willing oh, yeah. to waste a lot of time and and and, and, and except that nothing none of the wasted time is wasted right yeah that's the other thing that you have to believe about it right you know it's tempting to look at it as wasted and what you have to look at it is the necessary steps to get what you mm-hmm. ended up getting yeah it just you need to count it as part of the process. Yeah, making the crappy thing that didn't work is the only way to get to the point where you suddenly have the idea to make the good thing right. that does work. And it always feels like, well, why didn't we just make the good thing? But that's just, not the way it works. That's just hindsight being twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to say anything about the fact that this version isn't the same actually as the video? Is there anything really to say about it? Just that you went <laughs> well, to a better yeah. version. You know, it, it is interesting. People have different opin- opinions about which is better. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be argued in either direction. What's the difference? Is it just the mix? Or? Well, it's the mix. It's the the instruments and how they're used. And uh, even, even the, the tempo, tempo right? is yeah. different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we threw that together, I mean, we literally threw it together. Yeah, it was fast. I mean, I was playing the upright bass on it. And you guys, you don't <laughs> know. I don't play the upright bass. You know? <laughs> and so... It, there's just a lot of problems with it but at the same time i go back and i listen i'm i'm happy mm-hmm. with the result i do think it 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 sounds a little less professional maybe but at the same time it's got a lot of energy in that original version and right. so you know I, I can go either way but we just felt let's just start this fresh and do it how we want to do it i like the scrappiness of the original i think it adds something and I, but then i also like we had like, and plus we kind of, we overdubbed a bunch of banjos together, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, there's the picking of the banjo, there's the strumming of the banjo that's multiple, and that kind of creates that lack of in-tune kind of sound, which right. you might like about it, but... Yeah, I think I do, but we're, we are listening to the album cut today, and the album cut's fantastic. One of my soul, if I do say so myself, and I do, mm-hmm. one of my soul among my best songs. So let's give it a listen. Why do the nations rage? Why do the people's thought in vain Seeking to rid themselves of Christ's dominion A theme that's true in any age Oh tell me why do the heathen nations rage Kings and rulers take their stand Against the Lord and His anointed land To tear from them this 
on his stay. Oh, tell me why do the heathen nations rage? The God of heaven laughs at them, he laughs them off to scorn. I've set my king on holy Zion's hill. He rebukes them in his anger, says, Today my child is born. And woe to those refusing my goodwill. My son just asked me, and I will give the nations of the earth for you to rule them with a mighty iron rod. For you to dash them all to pieces and then pound them into dirt until you spread your fame and power and love abroad. Soon all the nations bow before the sun of Sun while he is near, and let your rage become a holy fear. The Son of God calls out to you, come find your rest in me, come stand with me up here on Zion's hill. My rage will soon be kindled, so you best come bow your knee, and woe to those refusing my goodwill. My son just asked for me, and I will give the nations of the earth for you to rule them with a mighty iron rod. For you to dash them all to pieces and then pound them in the dirt until you spread your fame and power and love abroad. Till all the nations bow before the Son of God. My son just asked me, and I will give the nations of the earth for you to rule them with a mighty Hey, if you like this song and you want to buy it, you can buy it on iTunes or Amazon or Bandcamp. You can go right now and listen to it on Spotify or Apple Music. If you want charts, lead sheets, it's all available for free at clearnotesongbook.com. And if you want to support this work and get access to great new content as we write and produce new songs, go to patreon.com forward slash MSAL, where you can sign up for as little as a cup of coffee a month.